crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another awesome episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I am one side of this healthy duo. My name is Steve. Healthy as can be. What's going on, everybody? My name is Dan. Welcome to episode 88. Let's get busy and talk about some stuff, Steve, because that's what podcast people do. Want to talk about some stuff today? I would love to. I have a question, Dan. Yeah, what's up? I know you don't want to inform people, but I have to know, are you at 80%? I know your heart's at 100, but I know your voice is like, hey, chill, because I know you have to go to uh, work today. So if anybody's wondering why you're kind of chilling today, it's because you're saving your your yeah. your larynx. See, again, we're following the pattern. It's okay. I'll address it. But we're following the pattern again of what's ailing Dan this week. <laughs> <laughs> do we do that? Dude. I'm not even going to answer that question, Steve. Go back and listen. You're never really that sick. Very no, I know, but I think this is your thing. I think you like pointing out stuff I say <laughs> off mic. <laughs> you do. I think they can hear it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they yeah, can hear they'll it. They'll hear it a little bit. Yeah. I got <laughs> sick again, man. I don't know what happened. I, I think there's something circulating through the house. So I was sick and then uh, the kids got sick and then it just came back to me. I just woke up like this yesterday and it's a little worse today, but I'm here. I'm fine. We're you good. are here. You are a soldier. We're good. You are a soldier. Yes, sir. Um, so how, other than that, other than that, my friend, um, I have a lot of questions to ask you. Uh-huh. Um, I know you're going to give me answers because there's something that you got as a toy that we're going to talk about later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about later on. But as far as this week for me, um, this week has been a very, it's finally looking, I am got out of my little whatever. And it's just like after our la- our really excitable podcast, I'm like, I feel I think this show gets me going. That's good. Hey, don't this think that we're not excitable going. today. I just the voice doesn't match the attitude. You know what I mean? No, it's fine. It's fine. I totally get it. I totally get it. I know that you've you know, I, pro- I imagine it's because you've been screaming at all your or your regal movies that you've been going to with your uh, unlimited. That's what's been happening. I've been screaming at my television watching Disney Plus for the last oh, couple of days. Jeez, Louise. Shut up. You have it, too. <laughs> I, but I, here's the thing. There's a really good person out there, Steve. That's all I'm saying. Look, listen. There's a magnificent person. There's a one of the best people I've ever met is out there somewhere. Somewhere out there beneath the pale moonlight. Yeah. Hooking you up. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. Before we get started, would you like... Would you like me to do the contact information? Uh, I can give it a go, sir. All right. Let's do it, dude. Maybe all you right. should put the like, boom, boom, go to do dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want me to do that? Okay, hold on. <laughs> so it's not so loud. I like that. Hold on a second. <laughs> Put some Charday, as all the white folks used to say. Hey, you want some Charday? <laughs> Come on over for some Cabernet and we'll listen to Charday. Charday. All right, dude. I'll give it a go. You ready? Let's do it. All right, let's see if this works. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's happening, cats and baby girls? You're listening to Heroes of Noise. That's right. Feel that? That's me. Up in your mind, panties. <laughs> you want to get a hold of the show? Hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com, baby. That's G-M-A-I-L.com. 
on Twitter, you can hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can reach this crazy cat, Dan Q Public, at just that, at Dan Q Public. And my homie over there, the smooth, the sultry, the golden brown, <laughs> at S-E underscore Hudson Music, baby. That's what I'm talking about. You can go on over to the website where we mix all this stuff up. We got subscriptions. We got Patreon. We got t-shirts to sell. We got other podcasts. It's like a big-ass website orgy up in there. And that's where I want you to check it out. We want. We got room for one more, if you know what I'm saying. And lastly, if you like groups, you know what I'm talking about. Go to join the Heroes of Noise podcast community, baby. That's at Facebook. That's where it's at. That's where you can see us hanging out if you catch my drift. With that, I'm going to give it back to my homeboy, Mr. Steve Hudson. Sir, what you got for me? Show me what you got. I kind of want to do it like that every time. (laughs) Where did you come up with up in your mind panties, bruh? I don't know. It's just, just uh, that's the kind of stuff that comes out of my, out of my mouth. That was amazing, G. <laughs> that was amazing. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. If you want to hear more of those mind panty quotes or read more, Dan what always is, has them. What in did our, I say? I don't even know you what said I said. All up in your mind panty. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Uh, that is I'm glad you appreciated it. Classic. <laughs> I think that but, might have been my favorite one yet. Dude, that was amazing. Like, I'm shocked. I'm glad I'm sick right now. You should do that. Sometimes you should mix in a sexy contact info. Hey, you know what? I'm going to do these on request. So if you ever need one, you just let me know. Could they do that through a community on Facebook? They could do that at several places, Steve. Please. Hold on a second. Guys, really, hold. just bear with me for (laughs) a second. I got to go on mute for just a moment. I think that whole uh, sexy talk kind (laughs) of jacked me up. Hold on a second. All right. I think I'm back, dude. All right. Let's wow. Do it. I kind of turned myself on right there. That's crazy. There's less room in my pants right now. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of where you can make these kind of requests and, you know, uh, what else What else can you do? Really, it's like we have just a whole other outlet for you to hang out now. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, you haven't heard us talking about it constantly, at least me talking about it on Facebook and whatnot. We now have a Patreon page and we are live and we've got several things for you to check out over there, including some of them that are free. So I won't go into the whole Patreon spiel, but if you want to go over there and hang out, check out what we have to offer, feel free to do so. Uh, just yesterday, I put up a Disney Plus review, like a video review. Just wanted to play with the computer and see if I could do it. That's there. We've got some old shows from my old podcast, and I believe there's one Steve Hudson that will be making his debut of his own solo show, possibly today, possibly tomorrow. Steve, is it called Steve's Triple Threat? Steve's Triple Thrizzle. Yeah, Steve's Triple Thrizzle, baby. I like All it. All up in your mind panties. All up in your mind panties. Just trying to... <laughs> Okay, I like that, that one, man. That is so funny. That is I a like great that quote, dude. <laughs> Just don't ever let me forget that one. I may forget That's that That's hilarious. One. You would be surprised of the amount of absurdity that flows through this brain on a daily basis. It's crazy. Well, that's what you should name the episode. Mind Panties? Yes. All right. I think then you'll never forget good. it. <laughs> I like it, man. But yeah, check it out. Patreon. That's it. I, but before we talk about... Anything else? I just wanted to say that we do have new patrons this week, and I wanted to go ahead and thank them personally. Go for it. Let's have it. All right. So first patron I'd like to thank, Cindy Jimenez. Thank you so much. We're talking also to Kevin McKnight. And of course, you may know this person, Steve, the lovely Favon. 
Thank you very much. Come on, you guys are Fave awesome. On. We have we have nine patrons total now, and we are ecstatic with the response you guys have given us. So thank you so much. We promise we're going to be sending lots of stuff your way. Promise. Unbelievable. Like, there's no fingers crossed behind my back or anything like that. It's coming. I promise. No, he is serious, and um, I don't want to change the 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 topics too much, but I just read something that was really interesting that I didn't know that you probably knew. What's that? You know I like you know I dig the rock. Oh yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> yes, Steve. I know you're a fan of Dwayne Johnson. There you feel you, be- you feel better now. <laughs> Did you hear about the new news? Yeah, 2021 Black Adam. And I just heard something else about that too. What'd you hear? I hear that it may cross over into the Batman. See, now I'm down. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what now I'm, I'm sorry. down again. I'm sorry Thanks to burst your bubble. Lot, well, hey, dude. listen, it was just on Reddit. I didn't go that far into uh, it, but it is floating out there that there could be a crossover. I think this is a bad idea, DC. I think you should let Dwayne do his thing, see what he's got. I don't know if Shazam and Batman are going to work very well, particularly since you have such a strong cast with the Batman right now. You're, you're, you have a good thing going. You may not want to throw Dwayne into this. That's just and my they, opinion. Exactly. And I don't think that they're going to have any douches in the bat. Like, I was worried that they're going to be like, oh, they're going to do, they're going to get someone in there that's just like going to be like, hey, call me this name all the time that I'm on set. Because that, nope, they don't got any of those people so far on Batman, which is wonderful. Mind you, they are still trying, okay, <laughs> they are still trying to do the sequel to Joker. I have a feeling if they do the sequel to Joker, it's going to tie into whatever Batman stuff they have. They're just going to, they're going to do it. See, this is where DC needs to tread very carefully because right now they have a win, right? Yes. So they have all these guys are like, okay, well now the gates are open. Let's do this, this, and this. But you got to remember DC, your next coming movie, I believe the next movie is going to be Birds of Prey. So don't expect a win on that one. That movie is going to suck shit. I promise you. (laughs) I promise you. You mark my words right now. Timestamp. All right. Timestamp. Okay. Today is Thursday, November 14th. It is 11.26 a.m. on the Pacific side of the world. Check it out. You think it's going to be trash? I think that movie is going to be absolute trash. But will it make money? It'll make some money. I think it's going to make Suicide Squad money. That made money? Yeah, but it's not going to make that much money. It's not going to make as much money. You don't think so? No, because you know what? They're sort of... I don't know. It's like they're they're calling it the Birds of Prey, but then they're like, I don't even remember what the title is, but it's something about end the emancipation of Harley Quinn, which basically means it's a Harley Quinn movie, you know? Yes, because so, they're selling it as Margot Robbie's Yeah, thing. and yes. don't get me wrong, bro. I think she is a gorgeous human being. She is a thoroughbred, in my opinion, and she's a great actor, but I don't know if she really has the the... Like the staying power to keep with the one particular character and, and, and create sequels and whatnot. I don't think it's there. What do you think? Do you think it's going to be? Good? I don't. Here's the thing. Here's what I'll tell you. I love I love what if anyone's going to be able to do Harley Quinn. I think Margot Robbie's a great choice. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun. But I don't know if I think people are going to. It all depends on what comes out that weekend, because those are one of those movies where if something else a little tiny bit, maybe more interesting looking comes out. You're automatically going to that because you're going to think, do I want to do I want to risk this money? Like, I'll go see it because of the Regal Unlimited. But people that are going to be paying for a movie, are they going to risk that money that they have for date night once a month on that movie? Not probably not. Exactly. Probably not. Now, if you just had, 
hey, I'm go- I could go see whatever movie I want. Yeah, you're going to risk it. But Mark, and like from, I didn't think, and I'm a hater, apparently. I didn't think Margot Robbie was going to be a, a long, a, like around for this long. Yeah. Neither I really I. didn't. I didn't think she was going to be around for this long. I thought, oh, there are other Margot. There's too many like people that can fit in her shoes in Tinseltown that she's not going to be able to stand out. Like if 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 Charlize Theron, unfortunately, the way ageism works in Tinseltown, if Charlize Theron was her age, there would be no Margot Robbie. I still feel that way about Captain Marvel as well. Oh, uh, with um, uh, uh, oh, Charlize oh. as Captain Marvel back in the day. Like if they're going, oh yeah, if they're going to pull that ageist bullshit and not just put her in now. Let's say, uh, oh gosh, let's see. Oh God, what was her very first movie? Man, she came out and like just was like, ooh, she had like this skin tight silver suit on. Do you remember her debut movie? I was hoping that maybe you that would uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Anyway, well, a young Charlize Theron is what I'm getting at. But that particular movie, she was stunning. But she was like, oh. Wow, who is the Charlize Theron person? I'm going to be looking at her all the time now. But yeah, she would have been a great Captain Marvel. I don't well, think he- that uh, Margot really, like I said, I think she's a great actor, but I just, this is, to me, okay, first of all, let me say that I'm really not even that big of a, a Harley Quinn fan. I could pretty much give a shit, to be honest with you. But I still think that she's just all right in that role. She looked at the part, but that's about it. And that's my, th- like, for me, in my opinion, there's one woman that everyone is missing out on with a superhero. She looks like a superhero. Do you know who that is? Hit me. Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Christie. She, she looks like looks, a superhero? She looks like a superhero. If she was Wonder Woman, when she stood up, I'd be like, I believe that she could take everyone, let alone with the extra power she has. I believe she's like a serious superwoman or a Wonder Woman. I believe it. You're afraid of her? I would be. But then I'd be like, oh, we have guns. And once she starts like deflecting the guns, I'd be like, oh, we're screwed. It's game. And then when she starts jumping like over two-story buildings up into, I'll be like, oh, we are done. We're done. You had me confused for a second. And I think that's my fault because I'm foggy in the brain today. But I was thinking that you were just saying that that Gwendolyn Christie by herself, not in a movie, Looks like a superhero, which is what you said. But then I thought you said your first reaction to her looking like a superhero would be to shoot her. <laughs> oh, no, like, no, wow, no. I'm saying she's she on could fire be, today. She could be a superhero. Like, I don't know why no, people aren't it. just casting her. I know what you mean. Honestly, I think it's the cold medication, but we're good. I understand now. And she's for me. I just I I have. I OK, I have ideas of why they're not casting her, which is bullcrap because she could do it. She could kill it. She was one of the best things about Game of Thrones' last freaking episode, Trish. Yeah, she's wonderful, man, but I know. you kind of said it already. Hollywood. I know. Uh, Hollywood. Hollywood's, a, Hollywood's an asshole. <laughs> They're going to put her in a role where she's going to, like, if she does something like that ever, she's going to be, like, the character is going to be a big person. Do you know what I mean? That it's going to have to do with, yes. you get what I'm saying, right? It's going to have to yeah. do with the fact that she's tall or whatever. And I think that, I don't know. I think that they should put her in a movie where she plays a little person. What do you think about that? Really? Her and Dinklage? I just think, I mean, like, if, the, if we're going to start just letting people do everything, right? Like, every, there should be no limitations in what kind of lines you cross over or anything. Not lines that you cross over, but roles that you cross into. Why not make her play a uh, little person? I think that would happen sooner than a part that's obviously written by written for a white person 
doing a black thing saying, no, but they're still, we didn't say anything changed. It's just them playing the part. I don't, that's, a, I think that's a long way away. Like if someone was like, ladies and gentlemen, the biography of Bill Clinton and Denzel's doing it. <laughs> I think they should do that. I really do. That's a long way away. Because it takes too much work on, on, you know, it goes to what Scorsese was saying. I'm going to say it. It puts too much onto a viewer that's now not willing to do anything mentally for a movie. They're not willing to work. They just want to be like, make it as, there better be a, a Bill Clinton absolute lookalike then, because I don't want to imagine anything. It's true. Sherman Hemsley as Bill Clinton. That would be hilarious if he was still alive. <laughs> I mean, that would be better. Well, getting to my point, by the way, I was only kind of kidding about that whole little person thing. I was just, it was a bad joke, really. But what do you think of this whole James Dean thing they're doing now? Woo-hoo! I think that it's, okay, here's what I'm being real. I think that actors have, some actors have brought it on themselves. And I only say that because once you start charging million, the industry is going to start, especially when Netflix is there, um, people are doing streaming, all this stuff. They're going to find ways to cut corners. What better way to cut corners than to put something in someone's, um, you know, contract saying we own your image and we can just use your image forever and say you age out of this image. We could be like, okay, we'll just use the 24 year old. Well, I can still act. No, no, no. You're not 24 though. You're 30. We want your 24-year-old person. It's going to happen. But how do you suppose this works with a case like James Dean? He's been dead for years and years and years. Now they're going to bring him back and put him into a movie? How does that yeah. work? Is that the that's the estate, That's maybe? the estate. Yeah, the estate's going to so get all of So the estate wants him. some money mm-hmm. is what it is. Yep. Yeah, that's fucking horrible, dude. I don't like that at all. You don't like it? No, I don't. And you know what else I don't like is this whole deep state shit. We were talking about this earlier this week. I was talking to uh, several people about it. I believe Shanks was one of them. I find this horrifying. Like you guys may have seen. Let me go back for a second. Yes. Maybe you guys have seen on social media. It is a clip of Jack Nicholson in The Shining. And on the very top of it is the same exact clip. Like literally the exact same clip. Except they have now deep faked Jim Carrey's face into it. I'm so sorry guys. I'm foggy. But I'm going somewhere with this. So they put Jim Carrey's face on top of that. Have you seen this? I have. I, I saw it. And it's, it's pretty. It's, it's exact. It's horrific. Because it's, it's exact, you know, at first you're kind of like, oh, wow. Like I thought it was him at first because I don't know. I guess I'm a little slow on the uptake. This whole deep fake thing is just starting to hit me right now. I know they did something with Tom Cruise and Iron Man or something like that. But like there is no good that can come from this. You know what I mean? And I'm not in a doomsday mood or anything, but it's just kind of weird that they're doing this kind of stuff now. It's a very. It's a scary technology. to say It is a time. very well, if you mix this, uh, mind you, I'm not a conspiracy guy. But, you know, I was, I was listening to a podcast and now the FBI has access to all the 21 and, you know, all those DNA places that you've been sending your stuff to. They now have to give those over if requested. And you knew it was going to happen. You knew it wasn't good. Not good. Now, imagine that with the combination of they could put your face on anything. Yeah, man, this is not good. This is going to start wars. Your DNA was there and that was, I'm like, okay, what if they just want, and obviously people are like, they wouldn't do that. I'm like, okay, let's assume they wouldn't. No one's going to take your DNA and place it somewhere. But if they wanted to, and with the deep fake technology, what could happen? There is no, what are you going to be like? I wasn't there. Prove it. We see you there. That's what scares me. 
as ridiculous as I think I've been watching too much first 48. But holy crap, you're at the wrong place at the wrong time, man. <laughs> Things can go very left very quickly. Yeah, I didn't even know you watched that deep fake thing. Because they had one with um Bill Hader. Oh, I haven't would, seen that one yet. Yeah, he does like he'll do um he'll bust into um impersonations and they'll deep fake the face onto when he's doing the impersonations. You're like, oh my God. He'll do Tom Cruise and they morph his face into Tom Cruise, but you don't see it morphing. It just all of a sudden you it look and that's Tom Cruise. Yes. Yeah, I'm man. like, I didn't even see it transform. He just turned into it. I just find it really alarming that they can do that. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Could you imagine oh, one yes. day like the, you know, the, the uh, United States just gets this video that cuts into like, you're just watching television. All of a sudden you're. Ladies and gentlemen. People of United States of America, please tuck your heads between your legs and kiss your asses goodbye. It is I, leader of Russia. And I'm not saying it's going to be Putin. That's why I said that. Prepare to meet your fate. We are launching 17 missiles in different parts of the country. You get my point. Like, it's going to be... Hold on, yeah. sorry. Oh, you get my no, point. It's, no, the thing is, imagine... It doesn't imagine if it was just a joke, like one of those, one of those, um, a situation where someone just wanted to make a trailer and they're like, let's just have fun and do this thing. People would lose their, if it just like, and it's a trailer for a movie where, Hey, we're going to blow up the world, but they want to, we want to make it so real that people would lose their minds because they're not used to this technology. Just like when they, they had that video where we, they wanted to show people how impressive their TV screens were. So they made the TV screen the window and they made it as if a nuclear bomb hit the city outside of them. I didn't see that, but I want to watch it. But that was years. And that was when you're going to look at the screens and be like, those screens were okay. But it was like LG flat screen. Fake ass screens. And they just put like five of them up on the window and they pretended to have job interviews. And then behind the interviewer, you saw this massive meteor coming down and hitting the city behind it. <laughs> and all of a sudden the it was billowing toward the, and they were like, ah, ah, and the guys came in they're like, ha ha, this is our new LG flat screen. I'm like, Ashton Kutcher pops up out of the, G. <laughs> from a closet. Those people thought it was the end. Yeah, that's wild. That's not yeah, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, so do I, is this a, I don't get the, this isn't a job. I could have been doing something else today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't a job. Anymore. But yeah. I told we're my not wife I'm not in the it. mood and it'll be happening when I get home. Now I don't that's get all. it. That's a whole two minutes gone. <laughs> Unless you're you. That's a whole 25 <laughs> seconds gone. <laughs> but yeah, we're our brains are going to have to get used. Because if we're not used to, to like deciphering what's real and fake, technology is just moving too fast. It's moving so fast that we're not able to actually catch up and our brains aren't ready to register what is new anymore. It's just too quick. Yeah. It's too fast. Yeah. You know? We can't keep up with it, man. Not at all. I think, and I think more people, I think less people know what's happening and what's going on than, you know, we'd like to admit we're very comfortable where we are. A lot of people, if they never have to buy a new computer, never have to buy new programs, never have to buy new anything, they'll just keep their old stuff where the rest of the world is moving so fast. You know, I didn't even, you know, I look at these new, the stuff that was released by like, uh, you know, the, the new Microsoft Surface stuff that is able to do these foldable books and or these foldable phones. And I'm like, we're in the future, dude. It's it's we're in the future. Oh, for sure. 
we're just wait though, like when we're old and we're trying to deal with, like we're calling our sons. We're like, hey, can you come over here and fix this newfangled hologram? You know, bruh, (laughs) it's gonna happen. It's it's on its way. It's gonna be like we're not gonna use screens anymore. Jesus, Dad, all you gotta do is set your retina, and I'm talking about in your eye. Look at the screen. You know, like I don't know. I, I you know, what? I'm trying to be funny right now, Steve. It's not no, happening. I no, it's it, it, it's going to be scary because, like, uh, it's not scary, but it's also going to do. It's also going to not to get political. It's also going to separate the haves and the have-nots. Like they recently released a uh, a, a um, TV called The Wall, and it's like an a hundred. It's like it's like like a hundred inch full on wall level like OLED screen. That's ridiculous. And a lot of, you're going to get into people's houses. They're going to have the wall. You're going to come back to your TV. That's probably massive, but it's not a hundred inches. And you're gonna be like, well, dang, you know what I'm saying? You're going to see, have to see those everywhere so that when you have something at Walmart, that's a hundred inches, everything by comparison, everything looks small. Would they sell it at Walmart? Wouldn't that just be a little too on the nose? You know, they would. The Waltons are going to be like, they will. They know that shoppers would do anything to get that TV. If they make a payment plan, they'll do anything to get it. They know. Yeah, we love our stuff, don't we? Yeah, we love our stuff. They did a study recently, not recently, but they did a study where one person in a in a community came into big money. Nothing else changed in that community, but everyone else started buying more stuff. Keeping up with the Joneses. That's it. Everyone else started getting new stuff, even though nothing had changed for anyone else. And so I was like, you know what? Oh, for sure. As technology goes further, people will get broker. Uh, you know, the, the the gap will be bigger. And I don't know if if you can't afford the technology to be able to keep up with like deep fakes. Yeah, you're going to be fooled. You're uh, going to be fooled. But maybe, <laughs> maybe you won't be fooled because you won't have the technology to view such things. Deepfakes. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what? That's true. You know what? After a certain point, you're going to be the only one that's really seeing what's really going on. That's that might be it. But if you have a say, you have a TV that only gets local channels. If they have Will Smith promoting Walmart, and you're like, oh, I guess Will Smith (laughs) is a spokesman for Walmart. Yeah, they're like, oh, I guess this is happening. Let's go to Will Smith at the grand opening of the Winchell's Donuts on Blackstone and Shields. G. Serious. And also, I'm wondering. I, I know I know superstars have amazing lawyers, but if I'm a young person, young up and comer, and I don't look at my contract, what if you sign away the rights to your image? I'm just gonna be excited to be on Bosch, the new the new season of Bosch. Come on and sign on. Oh my gosh, yes! And the company's like, we own your image now. Potential screenwriters, are you listening to this? This is actually <laughs> something you could write about and make a lot of money. Oh my gosh! Well, they kind of already did with Simone Sim One. They kind of did it. Hey, speaking of movie making, whatever happened to your movie? I made it. You made it? Yeah. When did you make this movie? Uh, this weekend. You're a goddamn liar. I know. Because you had photo shoot this weekend. I don't, don't think I didn't see that, Steve. <laughs> now, I got to ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook's a bitch, ain't it? Woo, we ain't it. So, now I think I know the answer in your case because I know how you laugh, right? Yes. But there is one particular picture that was taken. Uh-huh. I appear. I think it's candidly. I think so. So were you, in fact, laughing or was it one of the. No, I think you know what I'm talking about. I hate to isolate, but I see a lot of white people do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> where, fake laugh. It's the fake like like 
everyone in the picture is laughing, but their mouths are super wide open. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. They're all, oh, yes. That's not real. <laughs> yes. But you oh, are no, kind of a maniacal a... laugher. So I'm wondering, was yours That legit? was a legit. What happened was Maj and I were taking pictures. Yeah. And Carter came running up and grabbed Maj's leg. And I just started laughing. And Maj's face didn't change. He just looked at me smiling. and was like, he's pushing me towards you. And Who was I your photographer? Was funny. That was Melissa's phone. Really? Yeah, I, that's what I told her. I was like, actually, that's a pretty dang old good picture for an iPhone. It looked pretty good to me. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, this is... this." And the thing is, you know, I'm not a picture taker, but my mom has been asking for Maj and I to have pictures for a million years. And since, um, since Melissa and I were taking like the, hey, happy Christmas pictures, she's like, just bring Maj and you guys get it done then. And I'm like, you're totally right. And so, you know, we got a good picture of him and I, and I'm probably going to frame it and give it to mom. You know what I'm noticing? What's that? Is the there are a world. lot of things that you uh-huh. would just, you would never do uh-huh. that you're starting to do. Um, You know, this, I think A, blame the awesome relationship. B, it's Portia. Portia is just like, uh, yeah, you got to do some of this stuff in a relationship. Otherwise, you're never going to be in a relationship. Good on you, Portia. Yeah. She's like, I can tell when I met you it. that you just made sense all the time. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, Porsche. <laughs> yeah, she looks like the rational one between the two of you. I mean, she's going to be, she's literally, I told her, I was like, you're going to be the first scientist in the family. That's wild. That's not wild. That, that's that's awesome. I, I know. I was like, that's insane. I was like, you're going to be the first scientist. That's awesome. And I'm like, you have two, you're going to have two master's degree and I don't have a degree. A degree. <laughs> I don't have a degree. <laughs> Now, of course, you know, Dan has the equivalent to a degree. You might as well just, you might as well just, you have a two-year degree. Hey, you know what? Let me talking about my education. Oh, look at this guy. He has I have a degree, a degree too. I have a look degree. Look at this guy. You don't need to know what it is, but I have one. And then you got to have kids that go through college. They all have degrees. Look at all these degreeers around here. Degrees. You know, what's, what's a degree? You know what really sucks about that is that some people, when they earn them, they actually get to utilize them. And that's fantastic because they've... They've worked towards a goal and they get to do that, you know, but unfortunately, and I'm not trying to put a damper on this because I think your sisters from everything you've told me about your sister, it sounds like she's pretty phenomenal from her yes. trips to out of the, what was it? Where'd she go? Rainforest or something like yeah, that? Yeah, she went to the rainforest. Yeah, yeah, like she's not playing around, you know, she's putting yeah. in the work is what I'm getting at. But I think a lot of these degrees sometimes go by the wayside because of entrepreneurial ventures. You know what I mean? Like some people, I'm not saying that they go by the wayside, but I'm saying that some people are able to do it just off being entrepreneurs. And it's a little, I mean, good on them, but I get a little like discouraged sometimes, you know, <laughs> like maybe, maybe I'm going in the wrong direction right now. I'm not in school, but I was actually thinking about going back and I'm wondering to myself, like, is it too late? Should I just try to do something that's a little more entrepreneurial or here's what I'll tell you, use, you I know, should use this degree to make my life go forward. I think, um, and obviously this is all, you know, random stuff, but I think you never lose betting on yourself. You just don't. Like even the people that failed, you know, you have hear those podcasts about the big failures and they fail big, but they learn, they're like, they just see it since they re- reached a certain high, they know how to make it again. Just like uh, uh, Barnum and Bailey's homeboy that made uh, uh, PT Barnum. He, uh, he lost everything and made it again because he said a real millionaire can just do that. If you're really an entrepreneur, 
you can lose everything and do it again. If you do it once and never do it again, you weren't a real entrepreneur. That's true. You just got lucky. You got lucky. He's like, I knew I was going to get rich again because I know how to do this thing. I was like, oh my God, he's right. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I know how to do this. So it's not a problem. If you bet on yourself and you do what you think you know how to do and then you make a risk and it fails, you're like, okay, I know how to do that thing. So I'll just do that thing again. And next time I won't make that mistake. No problem. Let's do it. But some people are like, oh crap, I made this thing. I didn't put in a contract that no one else can copy it. Someone else copy it. I have nothing else in my brain. I don't know anything else that I can come up with. That's it. That was my good idea. Exactly. But I think if I were to, if you were to say college or entrepreneurship, it's not close because you are a person that can come up with ideas and run with them. That's it. That's a, that's the game over. Now, if you're a person that's like, I'm a great test taker, I'd be like, just stick to school. You're right. I'm very good at rote memorization and applying things that I've read in a book to life. That's your bag. You should just do entrepreneurship, man. And you have a lot of great ideas. And one thing you do is once you get a hair, you do not stop. (laughs) One of these days I'll get it right, huh? I'll just keep throwing stuff stuff at the wall until it sticks. And And I'm telling you right now, if you, I am calling it, mark the day. If you started a business, whatever business you start, it will be successful. And when I mean successful, it's the classical meaning of successful, meaning what you make now in your job, you will make as a job, whatever entrepreneurship you do. That's good, dude, because I, I just started selling it. crack cocaine last that week. cocaine. I, I dig it. I saw it on your note. That's why your voice is so... I don't you know, know what I mean? Effects. I don't know that effect. Well, you know, you're not supposed to get high on your own supply, but I believe in checking the product out before I put it out into the public. So, yeah, I'm a little, little bit of that sore like, throat. Oh, so that was the new quote-unquote full-time job you got. Yeah, oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Anybody want that crack cocaine? Hit us up out of here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> If someone clips that out. <laughs> right? Anybody want that crack cocaine? I want one email to come through. It's like, hey, were you serious? Were you serious about that? Seriously. I get a, like, I get a DM or something. Hey, man, were you serious about that crack cocaine business? <laughs> I'm not. There you go. I'm not. Hey, dude. Yeah. yeah, go for it. Did you hear that Eddie Murphy? I just read this this morning. Eddie Murphy is doing Beverly Hills Cop 4, and it's going to be on Netflix. I am all in. Are you? <laughs> I am all in. Here's the thing. Okay, number one. Oh, I'm glad you brought this up. Dan, it's an Eddie Murphysance. It is. But. I'm in. Okay. I think it's going to be terrible, dude. I don't think so. I don't think Eddie Murphy. I think where he is now after Dolomite. I heard Dolomite was amazing. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to watch Dolomite. After that, he's about to do Coming to America. Yeah. If Coming to America 2 is great, it's over it's over he found his groove what i think he's got to be careful though man because i think what's going on right now is that he is dipping his toe in other words his ego into the water to see like you know it's he's dipping his his toe into the waters of familiarity so that way he can bring himself back out and make sure people still love him you know because it's a pretty big jump he's about to try and do right would you not agree comedy special netflix seems to be his home right now so i get it and on top of that he needs to make some money. I get that too, but I think you got to be careful with these. I mean, okay. Does he need so to is make Axel money? Foley is Axel Foley living in Beverly Hills now? How many adventures can he have in Beverly Hills when he's from the other side of the country? I don't think he's going to actually be in. I think it's going to be Beverly Hills Cop because that's the name of the movie. 
I don't think he's actually going to be in Beverly Hills. I don't think I don't think so. He might. Part three was even like that, right? I probably I don't remember which. It would which be one really was the, weird, man. To yeah. I, I don't know because I know it sucked. <laughs> three was really bad. Mm. I've only seen it one time, and even then, I knew it was bad. He wasn't he in like a, a, a an amusement park? Yeah, I remember an amusement park. Uh huh. So you think four is going to be better? Now, granted, they've had a lot of time to think about this. They have. But also getting back to uh, coming to America too, you know that's rated PG thirteen, which is fine. I, I, it, it's fine only because. Um, wait, is it going to be theaters or Netflix? I, I could be is wrong, Netflix but I think it's Netflix, dude. Ooh. I think I think he's got some kind of contract worked out with Netflix. I could be wrong though; it may show up in the theaters. My bet it's going to be on streaming service. Here's the thing: in uh, he's doing an Adam like, Sandler is what he's doing. But they're letting him do whatever he wants, however he wants. And Eddie's still funny. He knows funny. He does. For so sure. if He's got they the let him, he has the timing. Now, there's only one thing I'm worried about with him, of him doing. What's that? It's stand-up. I'm worried about him going on tour again. I don't know if it's a good idea. That's what I'm saying. I think that's what he's doing right now. He's dipping his toe into the water of familiarity. He's going, hey, remember me in this? Remember me in that? Because, oh, we, okay, we got his humor again. You know what I mean? We're, we're now uh, it's caught true. back up again. So but, now yes, that you know that true. and you're feeling that, America, the world, wherever I decide to go, now I'm going to go on tour. That's what he's doing. Oh, uh, I don't think. Now that, because he's, he's going to be, he's not going to be raunchy anymore. This is not raw. I hope he's raunchy. He doesn't have to be, like, he can still be raunchy. He just has to not do things that he did back in the 80s that aren't going to fly anymore. He said that he's going to, like, he's like, I have kids. He's not going to be that guy. He's like, I like I raunchy humor. I love raunchy humor. I just think that now, like, once you get to a certain age, like, you don't even just think like that anymore. I think he's just like, I'm going to be cool. Like, when he accepted that Mark Twain award, he was funny. But he wasn't stand-up Eddie one hour up there. He was just like, that guy's hilarious. He still got it in him somewhere. But if he if he has a crowd of people coming to see Eddie Murphy, I don't know if that Mark Twain speech will fly. They're going to be like, all right, come on now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's keep this rolling. Not that it's actually like a necessity to do, but you know he's still going to have like the F-bomb flying a bunch. Of course. And a bunch of impersonations of people impersonations, that I don't know if they know who talk. that is. Yes. Yes. And that's all good stuff. So, you know, he... He needs to do something that's sort of like in between delirious and raw, but clean. That's what. And the thing is, here's the hard part. But how do you do if, that with delirious? Ex- exactly. <laughs> like, and, and also, we're in a different age. Goonie Goo Goo would not fly today. You think that it one just would be would, bad? Well, you know what? You're right. Everything would not fly. Everybody. You're right. You're right. No, it would not offend anyone. They just, the humor doesn't work anymore. Like, I know a Bigfoot when I see one, they're going to be like, I don't get it. Like, what's so funny about that? They won't get why it's so funny because it was a moment in time where we all thought it was funny. But now if you're just like, your girlfriend's a Bigfoot, isn't she, Gus? Who's going to laugh at that now? It's all in the delivery. You think he could still make that fly if he never said it before? Uh, You know what? Maybe. (laughs) Because that is a funny line. (laughs) You can work a joke. You can even work a bad joke sometimes. But if you have a great delivery... You can sell it. That's because so, I don't know. It's just that he's not going to. That's true. There's not going to be any more like derogatory terms towards homosexuals. or Oh, no. Like that. That's all gone. 
I'm sure he'll probably still use the N-word. Uh, I don't know. He I hasn't he used it in I don't know. I haven't watched up Dolomite. I think he will. But, I mean, it's not that it's a, like, like he has to. But I'm just saying, like, what's left? Like, if you were to run those old comedy specials through a sieve, if you will, what comes out? You know? So I'm thinking it's well, going to be but, like the F-word. Yeah. Um, just like I said, just that kind of stuff. N-word, F-word. You know, the family stuff I think is really funny. He can talk about, oh, I don't know if he would. But out of, like, respect, though, he could really do a solid piece on Charlie. Oh, dude. I he don't could know actually he, bring oh, the crowd to man. tears. Oh, there's no... Here's the thing. Here's That's one, one of those things. Thing, I'm sorry, real quick. But think about sure. You know how, like, sometimes comedians will save their longest piece for the very end, and they go, thank you, good night. Like, he could do that piece for Charlie. He could, that would make it a different... That means that it would all... That means he, it would be a different stand-up show. Yeah, Eddie and that's okay because now this boom. is right because this is new Eddie Murphy. Yeah, if he does that, there is no one. I don't see raunchiness happening then. If no, he I, does that, that's a brand new Eddie. No, he could just do like this regular Eddie stuff, right? Or what today's version of regular Eddie stuff yes. is, and then just save that last part as a tribute to his brother. I'm not saying he's going to do that. I just think it would be cool. It would be cool. I what I'm thinking he's going to do is since everyone knows his voice. He's going to be like, so one time my brother was like, uh, and who's going to do it? Charlie, people are laughing. He already has them now because they know who he's doing. And right. he's going to use that now because he's like, I remember Charlie said, boom. And he's yes. like, you don't even have to have a joke now. Him doing imitations of Charlie would go over very well. That's it. And I think for, for Eddie, here's the, another piece. If I put out a hit, if I was a monster musician back in the day, and then everyone copied me. For 20 years. And then I come back out. Everyone's used to me now. Because I set the groundwork for so many people that people are going to be like, oh, I've heard this. What is Eddie going to do new that all of his children haven't already done? He, I mean, he literally, he kind of kicked off a brand new form of comedy. For sure. And so what is he going to do now that everyone copied him? That's tough. So I have a question for you. Go for it. Do you think he will bring up Bill Cosby? Yes. He, I think he, he will. I think yes. that is a given. It's a given. Because he did it during the Mark Twain speech. You remember he's like, they gave, oh, Bill has one of these. Oof. And everybody laughed. <laughs> did he? he oh, just, I don't remember Yeah, that. he's like, Bill got one. He's like, uh, do you think, uh, he's like, they tried to get it back from him. He's like, you know what kind of stuff you had to do for someone to be like, give me my trophy back? And everybody <laughs> laughed. But then he did a Bill Cosby impersonation that everyone was cracking up at, but it wasn't that funny. It was just him doing Bill Cosby again. Like when he was just like, so you, and everybody starts going crazy and laughing. It doesn't matter what he says now. So now yes. let's put him on Netflix and have him do, <laughs> have oh, him do Bill Cosby. There is some gold there. I think there's no, and here's it's the touchy. Thing. Like he's got to be careful. Cause again, you know, concerning, the uh, matters at hand that Bill Cosby is infamous for. Yeah, you got to be careful. And That's the thing because now you're, you know, you're taking, basically, you're you're taking liberties with other people's like trauma. So you got to be careful. It's a very true. fine line you got to walk. Like I could only imagine being a comedian now. That in his case, somebody like that, where it's like that was my, that's what I did. That's now he has to switch. And it now all I got to switch it up. And I'm not saying that it would be hard for him to do. If you're just a normal human being, you can do these things. But you did build something that you are super famous for. I think it would be probably a little bit uh, to, at the very least, a little bit stressful. Like he's going to have to go and work this shit somewhere. 
You know what? That, we should be hanging out in Hollywood because I bet you he's going to the comedy shop and stuff like that. He's got to be doing this somewhere. He can't be because that would be everywhere. Eddie Murphy being at the comedy store would be because he even said, I can't watch comedy. They're like, why? He said, because as soon as I walk in a room, everything changes. I haven't seen a natural comedy show because as soon as they hear Eddie Murphy's in the room, everything is different now. But it seems like all of the comedians do that. They all go and they work their material. You can't just go up fresh. I almost said raw, but that would have been funny. Wouldn't it? Yeah, you can't just go up great. there and and expect it to work. And if you do, that's so ballsy. So what's he, he doing? Is he looking in the mirror? Does he have his wife in front of him? Like, what's happening? I think, dude, I, I don't know because he can't work things out. People will videotape him, and now the um now the little segments are blown. The 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 uh a bit is blown. The punchline is blown. He can't. You have a great point. I'm just curious how he would go about these things. I don't know how he worked. Yeah, see, now I think he would have to um. If I were him, being that he he literally has contact with the best comedians in the world. I would do, I would run stuff like past Dave Chappelle. And if Chappelle is like, that's funny. Just that's trust funny, him. man. Trust Chappelle. Be like, that's going to kill. Because Chappelle has been in the game enough where he'll be able to have like a real, con- like they have real conversations where it's just like, he'll be able to tell him that's not going to roll. It's not going to fly. It's going to be, oh, because like Dave Chappelle said, I'm so good. I can make anything funny. But I think Eddie has been out of the game so long that he's not there yet. So he's like, you know, you gotta, I think he needs to work it in front of people he trusts. Then I, you can go out and start being like, these are throwaway bits that I'll never use on stage. And if those crush, you're good. You're good if those crush. But we are leaving out one thing, Steve, and the fact is that he could just be naturally funny. He is, he what is. What if he's not doing that at all? What if he's just the funniest guy in the room all the time? There are those people. Well, that's what Neil Brennan said he is. He's like, whenever you go to a party, no matter who's in that party, yeah, me, it would be me, Chappelle, Kevin Hart, uh, Tracy Morgan, Eddie's the funniest in the room. Still, the funniest in the room. Hey, speaking of Kevin Hart, are you a fan of his humor? No. I watched his newest special on Netflix. I don't even know what it's called. I feel like I should probably look it up since I'm about to bash on it. But I wasn't even like I was bashing on it. It's just that. I was watching it and I don't think I laughed one time. I don't know what it is. It's almost like I'm like I'm impervious to it now or something like that. Like the jokes just don't stick no matter what. There's tons of people laughing in the room, but I'm watching it. I don't even think I cracked a smile. It's just a really. No, his older stuff is really. Maybe he's just hit or miss or something, but I did not find this recent one very funny at all. Go to his older stuff where it was a smaller crowd. It was funny. He was funny. But when you become a. He's a stadium, like he did a football stadium. It's a different sort of, I don't think you should ever do that. I just don't think comedy works that way. Where the roar reaches you later, it throws off your timing. Whereas people that are stadium comics, but are like, we're going to do a theater. That makes way more, even though there's only like, what, two stadium comics in the world? Maybe three with uh, Russell Peters, but Russell Peters is huge overseas. Um, But there's a few stadium comics. And that's a hard thing. Like Eddie and and like Dice, those dudes knew how to let the, the, the laughter sit because it's going to have to sit a while until the roaring stops. I don't think Kevin Hart, he's a, he, apparently he's a stadium comedian. I mean, he has, he has freaking pyrotechnics coming up onto the stage, but 
I just don't, I think that people go to a Kevin Hart show to say they went to a Kevin Hart show. Whereas if I went to a Dave Chappelle show, I didn't go for a Dave Chappelle show. I went to go see this genius at work. You know, I saw a genius at work when I saw Chappelle. I was like, this man is a genius. He's making stuff up right now. And it's genius. But Kevin Hart, you're like, oh, I just went to go see Kevin Hart last night. Oh, that sounds fun. Was it though? (laughs) Was it fun? Or did you just go to to see Kevin Hart? And so, yeah, I don't. And now who I, like I've told you before, I think there are certain people where I think a comic right now where I can't tell where the punchline is going to go is like Anthony Jeselnik. I don't know where that punchline is going. There's very few people that are like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Jeselnik is one of them. There's, are you pretty current with all the comedians that are out yes. right now? I see. Yeah. I'm not. That's the thing. Um, I don't think I could tell you. Now, I know the name, but honestly, I I feel like I'm missing out on something because everyone's talking about Jessel Nick and I don't know any of his material. Well, check out Nate Bargatze, too. He's a He has a, a really interesting bit about, and I'm not going to blow it for you guys, but where he's like, if I went into, it went back in time, I wouldn't be able to prove it. He's like, they'll ask me, oh, you're, you're back in time? Yeah, we have cell phones that work without wires. How's that work? He's like, oh, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's real. That's totally true. I just push the buttons and talk. Exactly. He's like, oh, he's like, I think it's a satellite. They're like, what's a satellite? He's like, <laughs> I was like, that is such a funny way of thinking about things. And so Bargatze is really, really funny. And he doesn't, he's a clean comic. And clean comics normally kind of like, oh boy. I didn't realize he was a clean comic till he said it on a talk. I was like, oh my God, he is. I've never heard him curse. I never even thought of that. It's, it, and, uh, you know, there are certain people that I just think, remember back in the day, like Big J Orkison? I'm drawing a blank again. Okay. Yeah, there's, I've been, ever since Eddie, though, it was all started by Eddie. I would just, I was immersed in comedy. Like, I know I could rattle off just comedian, 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 because I even listen to the bad ones. Like, if someone was like, name a comedian that does this, I'll be able to rat. I could be like, like, who are the one-liners? I'm like, Stephen Wright and um, Homeboy. That's, oh, I forgot his freaking name. Mitch Hedberg? Yeah, Mitch Hedberg. Those are the two one-liners. They're like, you know, name of this kind of comic. Oh, it's this guy. Name a storytelling comic. It's these people. You know, I'm not a storytelling comic kind of person. I think that's more of a play. And I can't hate on that. I More power to you. But I'm like, you're, you're kind of doing a one-person show. Which is fine. But it's a play. <laughs> hey, I was but, just, I don't know why. I was listening to every word you said. But I was just thinking of something that popped in my head. You had mentioned this God, it seemed like forever ago, and then you never said anything about it. So I'm wondering if you even went. Change of subject. Did you ever go see Bill Biv DeVoe? No. What happened? Um, truthfully, just Steve. It, no, <laughs> I'm just. Playing. It was a. Um, I'm like, if I'm going to pay, I want to see New Edition. Okay. All right. And I thought you had tickets off. Well. No, then I'll see them both. I know they're going to do Bell Bib DeVoe stuff at a New Edition concert. For sure. Okay. Now, I would rather see New Edition without Bobby. That's just real. I'd rather just have someone else be doing Bobby's part. And like everyone else, even though they put on some pounds, except for Homeboy. I mean, dude's been freaking skinny for his whole daggone life. But uh, uh, even though they put on some pounds, they're still killing it. Who is Homeboy he, that you're referring to? Ralph? Uh, Ronnie DeVoe. No, Ronnie. Now, what's Ralph looking like these days? He looks a little bit, you know, which is fine in the middle. You know, you get a little bit big. Ronnie DeVoe actually is a real estate agent. You, I've seen his card. And I'm oh, like, wow. I know people look at the card and be like, hey, <laughs> I 
no, not younger people. First house, first time home buyers, like, oh, they're young. They don't know who he is. But like people that are like, mom, I bought a house. And her mother looks at the card. They'll be like, nigga, that's Ronnie DeVoe. <laughs> I like that his mom said it. <laughs> because yeah, she'd be like, I would be like, that's Roddy. To, like, I would be, if my son was like, I bought a house. I'm like, cool. And he's like, here's our real estate agent. I'll be like, huh. <laughs> Isn't that Ronnie DeVoe? Yeah. I'll be like, huh. <laughs> I'm like, do you want another inspection? Because I think dude's on tour most of the time. <laughs> I want that house inspected twice. You know what I'm saying? Because I think there might be poison in the oh, walls. I was waiting. I was waiting. Congratulations. You got there. I was, like that? I was trying. I didn't That's why I wasn't saying shit. I wanted you to work this one out, man. You, you, I, did. I did. I did. I'm pleased. I'm pleased to say the least. But yeah, he's a, a legit real estate agent. But I didn't think, I didn't like how they were. How the conversation was, I didn't like it. I'm like, he's working. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they're like, oh, hi, he's a real estate agent. I'm like, what, what do you do, Jay? <laughs> like, what are you doing every day? You know what, though? Like, getting back to the concert, it's I don't really recall ever going to a fair concert. Like, a concert at a county fair is what I mean. And being like, that was the best thing I've ever seen. So you're probably better off. Hold on. I'm going to go through my fair concert. Mind you, remember. This is Earth, Wind, and Fire, though. So I might have to change my mind real quick. Yeah. I saw Earth, Wind, and Fire. when That was my first concert. And it was front row at the Mid-State Fair. I saw BB and CC Wine, gospel group. I get it. Um, I saw Shanice. She did I, I Love it. Your What's Smile. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was good for me because I, I, I listened to them all the time. Say again. What was the last one? Shanice. I Love Your Smile. Do, 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 do. I saw <laughs> okay. Her. All right. Of course, she saved it to the end. I saw the Jets, which I went crazy for. I saw the Jets. I was like, oh, my God. There's the Jets. Oh I thought they were going to be the biggest group ever. <laughs> I love the Jets, dude. Apparently. And so I saw, the, I saw, and there, because when you go to the Mid-State, they have free concerts too. And Shanice and the Jets were free. Yeah. You know what? I have to take that back because I was more so when I said a county fair, I was, act, it's not even a county fair, but I was actually thinking of the Fresno fair. And those oh. acts are always pretty mediocre. Yeah. But yeah. I did see Incubus and your boy Jared Leto together. From 30 Seconds to Mars. In Not Fresno? so hot on the 30 Seconds to Mars, but the Incubus show was awesome. I had fun time. In that was Fresno? Mid-state. No, Mid-State Fair. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a good venue. They're, it's, they it's definitely very dusty, bring folks. But it's a oh, good venue. Dude. I like yes. it. I don't like the crowd there. Lot of cowboys. Lots of cowboys. You Lots got any other shows that you plan on going to or anything on the horizon? I want to see John Mayer. When's but John Mayer John- coming? Well, he's not that the, it. I found out that he's touring with some other group and they're doing like joint songs together. Uh. I'm like, no, I want to just see a John Mayer first three albums show. <laughs> you got to see him though. Did, didn't you say he did you get to see him when he opened for Dave Matthews or no? You've no, never seen Dave Matthews. Okay. I saw him. What was the second album? Was it Continuum? Continuum, yeah. Yeah, I saw the Continuum. I tour. bet he killed. I bet he I was like, killed like a that. Third album. or fourth row for that. How good was that? Uh, it was. Good, and then it got a little boring. What? I mean, I don't know. You know how like the, the long bluesy songs just go on and on like and on. Gravity. I don't know. Like, I okay, remember, come on. I remember going. It was good, and he's very talented. But I don't remember coming out like that changed my life or anything. 
Would you consider him a superstar? Star or superstar? I oh, I think at one point he might have been a superstar, but then it just like faded really quickly. So you don't think dating Jennifer Aniston? That's when he was a superstar. You don't think he's he's superstar anymore? Personally, no. Really? No. If he that's came a- to town, I wouldn't go. But that's just my musical taste, I think. I, I don't know. I don't have any interest in John Mayer. Not that he's not a talent. It's just not my thing anymore. But I love his first album. I'm not going to front. I think it's a great first album. His first album is freaking. Now, would you say Justin Timberlake is a star or superstar? He's a superstar. Come on, man. Are we going to play star or superstar? Come on. Hit me up. Let's go. No, I just didn't. I just didn't uh, know because he hasn't been around really. Justin Timberlake is a superstar, dude. Is Timbaland a superstar or star? He is a former superstar. Oh, really? Former? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Oh, Dan, word? I think so. I mean, what's he putting out these days? And I'm not acting like I know. I'm asking you. Well, a he produ- I mean, he produced a few songs on this Man of the Wood. Three. Uh, see, Justin Timberlake's Man of the Wood didn't do as good as he thought it would. That's what I'm like. Is he star or superstar? Uh, maybe he's on his way to former superstar. I don't know. Uh-huh. Heroes That's of Noise yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah, or better yet, super- we have this voicemail outlet for you guys to reach out to us. And it's been a little bit dusty lately. We'd love to hear your voices. Oh, my God, Steve. I have a voicemail I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot right now. I'm glad Damn. that we had this conversation or I would have completely forgotten. I got one more. Before you do that, can I ask you one more person? Yeah. Missy Elliott. Former superstar. Oh, Lord. All right, go ahead. Oh, what, you disagree? I think she's a superstar. Okay, well, that's great. I don't think either of us' opinion really matter. I don't know. But you're asking a guy that doesn't really listen to Missy Elliott. You listened to her whole first album, I bet. Yeah, of course. How good was that album? Anyway, was let's go. Let's <laughs> Oh, that was a good album. I think it was better than Lauryn Hill's. Anyway, let's move on. All right. Yeah, we have to do this, man, because people, I'm over here saying, you guys don't use the voicemail, and then they use it, and I forget. So this might be a familiar voice for you, Steve, right here. All right. Hi, guys. It's Favon. I know it's been a while, but, you know, I've been dealing, and, um, yeah. But I wanted to tell you that um, you guys are awesome. And I love listening to the episodes. And after listening to episode 87, I had to call or leave a voicemail to tell you guys you're so amazing. I loved the show so much. And it's hard for me to fathom the depth (laughs) in which I love this show. I never even listened to podcasts before, you guys. And now I listen to some other ones, but you guys are still my favorite. And it's not just because my fave Neff is a part of this. I really love this podcast. Um, I wanted to say that um, I never even heard of Parasite, but I am so going to see it because you guys have made me want to go see it ASAP. You're welcome. And lucky for me, (laughs) I know someone that works at Regal Cinemas and I can't even remember the last time I had to pay for a movie. So. Wait a minute. I'm going to go see it. And Favon got her own Wait. Regal Unlimited. A <laughs> uh, minute. She's like, I like your Regal Unlimited, but peep this Regal Unlimited. I am going to go ahead and text her about that and be like, so red, red, dead rum. I cut her. <laughs> I cut her off. Hold on. I love you, but I'm a little bit disappointed that you don't know the lyrics to Sade's 
Oh, she's coming so, at me. I, 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 yeah. I count on you to know all things music. So I'm a bit disappointed. Um, and Fave Neff, I love you dearly. <laughs> but you are full of shenanigans. <laughs> oh, that was close. You are, I, I thought, thought it was yeah. happening. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> because I think the only way I'll be able to meet Dan and Gail is if you are out of the picture. Oh, there's some truth you here. You have not been doing what you need to do <laughs> for us to meet. And I love you. And I'm saying this out of love. But yeah, that's that's a bunch of nonsense. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I love you guys. Love you guys you. are awesome and amazing. Thank you. And um, there, are no, there aren't enough words in the human language to tell you how awesome and amazing you are i will listen to you soon and hopefully you'll hear me soon too have a great rest of the week and i'm looking forward to the next episode bye dang we both got called out right now dude yes i love you also um she's gonna be coming out here on the 29th of next month oh i'm aware oh you are yeah yeah we're we're (laughs) we're we're leaving you out of the equation we're just figuring out we might as well actually facilitate this for once. I'm going to have to agree with her when I say that you are full of shenanigans. Should I thought she was doing it. I was like, oh, Smith, is she about to curse? Steve, huh. this is an issue. I mean, at this point, it is now an issue. And I do feel that I, that I, I have to blame you publicly for this. It is very strange. It is it's my not fault. strange. It's not strange at all. <laughs> well, it is. It's very strange, actually. But, it is very strange. But like, there's what no is good happening? excuse for it. Um, I think it's one of those things where I have been sleeping at the will. You've just been sleeping. I've been sleeping. But you're going to see her. It's over. It's happening. It's I done. realize this because with with or without you, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to. Right, if it's just two. a lunch or something like that or, or meeting at Starbucks or something, we are going to have to meet up because this is ridiculous at this point. We're almost family. You know what I'm saying? You really are. You, I, it's going to happen because, look, listen, listen. Stop looking, listen. Y'all are going to get along. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. What if she hates us? Wouldn't that be weird? Like, they, you guys are fine. <laughs> Not on you, the of pod, You're fine on the pod, Dan, but you're kind of an asshole no, in real her, life. No, her and Gail are going to, I did Dale. Her and Gail are going to freaking, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. And we hope yeah, you're there for crazy. that. I doubt you'll be, but we hope you're there. I love you, Favon. I got a question. Uh, here's the thing. Did you not know the words to Sade's song? Well, it's not that I don't know the words to it. I just wasn't, like, it just was an impromptu thing. Shame on you, Dan. Come on. Shame on you. There, there is a point when I start singing on this show where it's going to get uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean. <laughs> so I didn't want to. I just stopped because it was, it was uh, I didn't realize I was going to go on as long as I did. Here's a question. Okay, this. I don't think it was a bad shot, day though. If I say so myself. No, it wasn't. Now this brings up a memory that may not have happened. I might have just invented it. Okay. Didn't we have something where like one of us would have to do karaoke? I have been thinking about this since the inception of this show. <laughs> Seriously, I don't what it was though? You're, I'll tell you what it was. You said no to it. I oh. think that we should have some kind of a contest. And, and <laughs> listeners, if you want to help us out with this and suggest uh-huh. something, because this is just a, sh- you know, this is just right off the top of my head. But I think that we should have some form of a contest or quiz or competition, something where the loser has to karaoke a song <laughs> in its entirety. Oh, my God. And here's the deal. That's here's the deal. right. I remember now. 
what we'll get we'll have like a choice like okay uh-huh. what songs do you know by heart okay you can pick from these three songs by heart or by heart <laughs> for instance i'll say hey steve what songs do you know by heart and you'll tell me oh i know these three songs okay these are the ones that i can sing i know every note every lyric everything uh-huh. i said okay and then you'll you'll hand those to me and then i'll pick from those and then the same goes for you oh i could just rap then you can That's do anything not a problem oh i could do yeah i could songs like i can do like bust a move that's fair okay well okay now stop so you're clearly too comfortable with that so now we have to just scrap <laughs> that idea seriously that was a nice try you almost had me <laughs> but no it has to be singing oh dan what i think it's hey i think people would want to hear this um, here's the I don't thing. have okay. a good voice, so I think I would be the one. You're the actual singer between us. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes it not. It's not okay when singers sing karaoke at karaoke bars. It's not okay. Oh, you know what? Stop it. It is. It's fine. But listen. No, it, I hate it. Well, no. I mean, you mean like everyone's just doing a kind of a half-assed job and then someone comes in and blows it Yes, that bull crap. Well, I like it when it happens on a fluke. Like if someone just goes, yeah, I never do this and they get up and do it. But if you have like uh, Shirley coming down every Wednesday night that's playing Total Eclipse of the Heart, (laughs) like every single time that's her jam. Yeah, that gets old. Yeah, but I I know what you're saying, but that, that would get old. But no, I like it sometimes when someone comes and wows the karaoke crowd. I've been that person. You, I know you have. What song did you, what song, if you wanted to wow somebody, what would you sing? Uh, I have to say now, right now I couldn't do it because I'm sick. And I, quite honestly, I haven't done it for probably six years, but I do a mean Steve Perry, Steve. Note for note. Do you really? I've been told. What songs, okay. okay. Oh, Gail hates the song I always do, or used to do. One of these days you're going to have to do, uh, who, who does Steve Perry sing for? Come on, God damn it. I know <laughs> You're exhausting, this man. or that, this or that, because I get them confused, Doc. Oh my! It's goodness. either it's either Starship. No. Hold on, hold on. Oh. Not Jefferson Airplane. You're fucking killing me, dude. Hold on. Steve Perry sings for Journey. Yes, there you go. See, you know this stuff. Give me a few tries, but if you're like Journey or this, I'd be like, ooh. Let's see. I've done. Uh, I've done Journey. I've done Incubus. I do a pretty good Incubus. Don't Wait, ask. What's up? I don't, I've never heard of. I've never heard of an. <laughs> Doesn't incubus. surprise me at all. Okay, go Doesn't on. Surprise go me. On. Everyone else has. Uh, what else? Um, what else have I done? Oh, I did uh, nothing but a G thing one time. All drunk, and I did both parts. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I also did, and here's this. I used to do a lot of falsetto stuff, and I uh, again, this is a song you haven't heard, but uh, it's called "I Believe in a Thing Called Love" by Darkness, by the Darkness, rather. It's good Should shit. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm um, proud of that. I would love to. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, Dan, Dan. <laughs> What's the I have an idea. Okay, come on. All right. So, um, you don't mind doing karaoke? I wouldn't say. Well, sometimes. Okay, but I like this idea that I have because it promotes being uncomfortable. Would you be okay? Because I don't like doing karaoke. You don't mind it. That's my point. No, no, no. That's the thing is I haven't done karaoke in like six years. So I'm just as uncomfortable as you recent. are now. That's, That's a not recent, recent karaoke. When's the last time you sang, Steve? Uh, Mexico in 1998. Was it karaoke or just singing? Karaoke. Okay, but when's the last time you actually sang a song? Oh, like two weeks ago. So that's what I'm saying. So you have the advantage here. 
Yeah, but I don't. Okay, you know what? Yeah, this is gonna be a fun conversation offline. <laughs> I just think it. Would, I think you would be like when you put your all into something. It's a sight. I would love to see that sight. Oh, I also did a lot of Duran Duran too. What's what song do you do specialize in? Uh, let's see, Rio, The Chauffeur. You can do Rio without looking at the words. I think so. Dang, I think so. That's impressive, dude. Why I could Duran? I could do it if I had the words. Yeah, that's the see. That's what I'm saying. We should be able to pick the songs for each other. Like go, like you know, like these are the songs I'm comfortable with doing, and those are the ones you don't want to do because okay, that's actually probably going to be good. Let's just step one little step out of that. Okay, now you have to learn whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know, but you you have you have to learn these songs, and you're gonna do karaoke. I think we should do this. That would that's an interesting idea, Dan. That is interesting. Honestly, I've been thinking about this for and I never really had a solid plan as you can tell, but I've yeah. always thought that this should be something that we should incorporate into the show. I that is a, you know, it's it's perhaps a Patreon no, episode. Here's a question is is your recent your recent video. Yeah. Kind of video thing. Yeah. Um that's for the only the Patreon or you put that in the feed to get to kind of wet the palate. I did that. Yeah. I just, it's one of the things that you can go to Patreon right now and check out. It's a video. You don't see me on the video, but it's me talking about Disney plus you're, I'm, you know, you're scrolling through with me and you're checking out what it has to offer and you're listening that to what so I think cool. about it. So I like well, the reason being is that there were some people that were saying on the page, on the community page that they were sort of on the fence about it. So I thought that I would show them, what, I don't know why. Like it's not like I work for Disney Plus, but I was so thrilled with the product. I thought that I would show them what they have to offer, because there's okay. so much good shit on there, man. That's true. That you know what? It's funny because that's one thing I will say is that's very, very and it's it's perfect because it's it segues into the Disney Plus conversation. Wow, you like that? I love that. You know, um, you have actually sat with this. Of course. That's all I've you, been doing. <laughs> that's all you've been doing. So, okay, Dan, from, I'm going to be listening to you. Okay, so I won't talk too much about it because I've already talked in a, a great detail about it, actually. You can, check, you can check it out for free on our Patreon page. I'll put a link in. And those are my real first impressions with Disney+. Plus. But just to give you a short little review of what I think, I think that it's phenomenal, actually. Um I didn't realize I was such a Disney fan. I'm not the crazy Disney fan. I don't uh, have the season pass or anything like that. And when I say crazy, I just mean, you know, you're very enthusiastic about it. Disney's cool. I like Disney. I always have, but I don't go to that extreme. But after watching this, I realized that I like Disney a lot more than I actually thought I did. There's so much on here to choose from, guys, from classic movies to all of the, the old cartoons that are out of the vault, old Mickey Mouse stuff. Uh, of course, you have Star Wars, you have Marvel, you have National Geographic. There's so much to choose from, and I highly recommend that you should get this. You can get it for $6.99 right now, $6.99 a month, or $69.95 a year. And you can also, <clears throat> excuse me, you can also get the $12.99 a month deal, which is the bundle. It's Hulu, ESPN, and Disney+. Plus. The only thing that you have to know is that this particular bundle has ads on Hulu. So if that's something that you're not into, you may want to wait or just go with the $6.99 model that they have. That said, I'm just going to tell you real quickly what I watched. I've watched, I've skimmed through a lot, but I've watched certain things in detail, and I'll talk about those real quick. The first one being, 
you know what? I'm going to tell you the first thing that I watched, Steve. Okay. We, we got okay. it. And uh, Gail and I are sitting there and we start looking through it. And have you heard of the live action Lady and the Tramp that's starring Tessa Thompson? Yes. Okay. I can't watch it. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't mean to give like a bad review right off the bat, but the CGI is so incredibly bad in this that we couldn't make it through the first 15 minutes. It's that, okay. It's okay. staggeringly bad. So it seems like they, I don't know if maybe they just didn't have a lot of like confidence in this particular movie or whatever, but it didn't get Lion King money. It didn't get Aladdin money and it really shows. I couldn't watch it. So I think that if you're interlating the tramp, maybe you're just going to look past that. And that's just something I, I liked Lading the tramp, but personally, neither one of us could get past it. I think this would be good for little kids because they're not going to be so critical about the CGI and everything. But to me, yeah. it, it was actually off putting. I couldn't watch it. So whether or not there's a good story or not, whether or not there's good voice acting there, I couldn't get past it. So that was the first thing we watched. And I said, okay, this, this is just a fluke. We'll keep going. And guess what? It pretty much was. I'm not saying that every single thing that's on Disney plus is a knockout of the park, but there's a lot, man. And I'm going to talk about some of the originals that I've watched this week. The one thing I have to tell you is that if you want to watch all the series stuff that they have on here, the originals that they have, you have to be patient because Disney is taking the approach of just dropping one episode a week. And usually I'm pretty cool with that. I like to, there's certain things that I like to watch, you know, once a week and kind of anticipate the next one. Think about what's, you know, what happened on the last episode throughout the week. In this case, it, I don't know why. Maybe it's just anticipation and excitement, but I really wanted the next one right away. In particularly The Mandalorian, but I'm not going to talk about that just yet. So what I did watch, Steve, was the Imagineering story. Have you, did you, I know you have it. Have you actually breezed through any of this yet? Yes, I've seen the, it's a documentary. Yeah, it's, it's a documentary series and it just talks about, you know, basically the whole story of Disneyland and, and uh, Walt Disney and how his vision became a reality. We're on the first episode right now and it's just talking about Disney and its inception to him trying to put together this thing called Disneyland and what it took to do and how much extra money it took and how he almost lost everything for it uh, up to the opening day when it was a complete disaster. They had this thing called Black Sunday because uh, that's what all the employees called it was Black Sunday. They didn't have enough water, like drinking fountains. He had a choice to where he said, okay, I have enough money to either put enough drinking fountains in the park or put bathrooms in the park. So he chose the right decision. He put bathrooms in the park, but then people were accusing him of, uh, you know, it was like a marketing thing to sell Coca-Cola or something like that. People were just running on to the rides and pulling people out of the rides, like on the, uh, what is it called? Autotopia, where you could just drive around. It's like a little track. Oh, yeah. You drive around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People were just like mobbing people and taking them out of the cars. They were crashing into each other. There was overcrowding. It was an absolute disaster. And I had no idea that any of this had happened before. So I found that really interesting. So I'm not all the way through the Imaginary Stories first episode, but what I've seen of it, I think it's fantastic. And I plan on watching all of it just because I think that the amount of detail that Disney puts into their product, it's insane. Yes, they're this huge monster, a huge machine that kind of just eats everything as we've now seen. But it's something like I've never seen before. I don't think there's any other park out there that's doing anything like this, any big corporation that can top Disney right now. And they got there for a reason. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with that. As far as the Imagineering story goes, I'm going to go ahead and give it four out of five mobbed auto rides because, uh, yeah, that was like the thing that stuck out to me the most is how much people were just like little kids are grabbing little kids out of the car, throwing them out and then just taking their car. It's like carjacking basically on Autotopia. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. Seriously. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry for my misuse of term there. Okay, 
What's your thoughts on Jeff Goldblum? He always plays himself. He's another person that people like because he's who he is, like Tom Hanks. Right, right, right. He's, but there's a certain affect to him, much like like you could kind of say it's equivalent to something like Christopher Walken, right? As far yes. as his affect yes. is and the way he carries yes. himself. That's what I'm getting at. So there's a show out right now, Steve, called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. It's on the National Geographic portion of the – I mean, you can see it in the menu, of course. But if you go to the yeah. National Geographic part, it's The World According to Jeff Goldblum. And this is Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum, like the most Jeff Goldblum I've ever seen before. He's an odd man, to say the least. He's different. Yes. The premise of the show, it's like a fish out of water situation. It's like one of those shows, much like something you would see on the Food Channel, where they just go to different you know, different cities and they, and they try the different foods and everything. In this case, the one that I've seen, this whole episode is dedicated to sneakers. So he goes to like a sneaker con where people are, you know, they have this guy has a table that has like $34,000 worth of shoes on it. There's he's standing in front of this wall and it's just sneakers. And it's like a million dollar wall that he's standing in front of. So, you know, you if you're like sneakers and you're into that kind of thing, you're like a sneakerhead, you'll appreciate this. But what's weird about this show, man, is his interactions with people like, you know, he's, he, he does that. He does that thing where you. Oh, wow. You know, he, he has that weird Jeff Goldblum yes. affect that he does. And he, he talks like this, you know, get real close to people. And he, so, 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 what, so what you're saying is that uh, these, these, these shoes here are, uh, uh, you say they're $10,000. Wow. Wow. You know, he just said, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm a lucky boy. You know, he just says all these, <laughs> really, he says all these really weird things, man. And um, this guy was like, hey, can you reach these, these, these total... Total not the person to say this to, not because you'd offend him. It's just like, like, what are you talking about? It's just some guy that uh, I forget what his name is, but he builds custom sneakers for celebrities. You know, they're, he's really badass. He's been doing it forever. I think they called him the sneaker surgeon or the sneaker doctor. Oh, wow. Something like that. He's got his own logo and everything, but he goes to visit him and this guy's going to make him a custom pair of shoes. And he's like, oh, yeah, could you please reach? There's like something behind him. They're having this normal conversation. He's like, can you reach this and grab it for me? He like turns around. He's like, it's so nice to have a man around the house. He's just so really? He's crazy. You have to watch it. It's actually very entertaining. I mean, if you have your obvious reasons for not wanting to support Jeff Goldblum, whatever, I get it. But it is actually a very entertaining watch. It's just borderline uncomfortable because how like, I don't know if it's awkward. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for. He's just being Jeff Goldblum like I've never seen him yeah, be he's before. he's different. It's like if Jeff Goldblum took Jeff Goldblum pills and he just got more Jeff Goldblum. It's crazy. But it's actually a pretty entertaining show. And uh, I'll go ahead and rate that one too. Again, it's called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. I'm going to go ahead and give it a solid three out of five uncomfortable transactions. That is totally fair. That is totally fair. So I don't really know how you feel about him, uh, Steve, as far as like, you know, I know he's he's been looked at and not so bright of a light lately, you know, on social media. And, and I, I believe it has something to do with the support of Woody Allen or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Am I in the right ballpark? Yeah, I don't really. I, I just like I can't. People that are still like sticking up for Woody Allen, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, I, I think it's just it's just like, come on. And the thing is, he could have just said nothing. That is always an option. Just don't say anything in this. And then we don't know what you think. We don't know what you think, but it's like, what? Yeah, I don't know enough about it to really, like, I don't know exactly what he said, so I'm not going to speak ignorantly and speak out of turn when I really, honestly, I mean, I, that, like I said, that's really the gist of what yeah. I know. Yeah. But 
did Disney allow this show to come on to Disney Plus because they've already invested in it? Or is it not that big of a deal in the big scheme of things? Because if you take, for instance, James Gunn or somebody like that, where they really like washed him out for a while, right? They pretty much closed the door on him, even though he's back. What what do you think? Like, is it is it that severe? Because I don't know exactly what he said. I don't think Disney's, I mean, Disney hasn't come out against Woody Allen. I don't know if they're pro- they might not see a problem with Woody Allen. <laughs> they might be yeah. like, we don't see an issue. It's not going to... Um, and it, since it was already on the cusp of bra- of coming out, they're not going to just pull this show. I think it's it's one of those things where it's it's just bad enough for people where this touches. Like, you know what? I don't like that. It's that bad. Where it's just like, you know, you were one... They they. I think it's also a problem of of putting never meet your idol sort of thing. It's like, look, you can't put these people on a pedestal. Right. You know, they're still in, they're still around rich people all the time, and they're their friends. It's like, you know, he, you know, he's just that's what it is. And I think it's just like, okay, well, it's in your ability to say whether I'll watch it or not. The only thing you could do is like, I won't watch that thing, or I will watch that thing. I hear you. You know, it's like I didn't go in, I didn't be like freaking Jeff Goldblum, you idiot. But like, he's not going to listen to that problem. Sometimes they do. Yeah. Martin Scorsese responded to the backlash of, you know, what he marveled. But most of the time, he's not going to care. The only thing you can do is like, okay, that's what it is. And decide if you're going to watch it or not. That's it. Because he's not going to listen to Twitter. No, fair enough. I, I, I just honestly had no idea. I just didn't really look into it, you know. But yeah. Um, but yeah, he's an actual, he's, that dude is a very trippy guy. Like if he's not putting on some kind of a facade when he's on television, and I don't think he is, he's a very trippy guy. Like the way I look at Jeff Goldblum is like he walks around through life like the drugs just kicking in. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what you get from the show. At least that's what I got from the show. He just always says that, whoa, kind of thing. And it's, yeah. it's pretty entertaining, man. But, I think um, he's almost putting on... Something, I wonder. I wonder. But I, I think he's like, if anything, it's, it's, it's a, it's a function of, you know, maybe he kind of showed a little, he showed a little Jeff Goldblum, and people liked it so much that he just came all the way out of his. He shell. just really went full bore. Yeah. yeah, he went all the way out of his shell. Like he's, he's, he's a different guy. Yeah, there are just certain scenes in this episode where I put myself into the other person's shoes, and I think I would be a little like. I don't know if I would be uncomfortable, but I would be like, whoa, this guy's a trip. Okay. All right. You know, I'm on television. We got to do this for the That's bigger picture. Like, wow, you're different. Like, I mean, they, they knew that they had something people would watch. I mean, yeah. they knew that at least some people will watch a day in the life of, or, you know, Jeff Goldblum doing stuff. I'm very interested to see how many seasons they get out of this thing. Or if they're just like, this is a one-off. Now, The Mandalorian. I think this has potential to be a real hit, man. It, it looks awesome. There is a little bit of a television sheen to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't have that movie look at times. It looks more like a television show. And that's not a bad thing because that's exactly what it is. But I think that they capture the spirit of Star Wars fine. For people that aren't into Star Wars that much, but you have Disney Plus and maybe you're just looking to try out a new show. Here's the good thing with this. You can actually watch this series without really having any knowledge of prior Star Wars movies or anything like that. You may miss a couple of things, some references, some Easter eggs and things like that, but I think that you can actually just enjoy this show for what it is 
and not have to be so invested in the rest of the Star Wars franchise that you can't get this. And I'm talking to you, Steve. I think that you'll actually like this. It comes off like a like a spaghetti western. You know, it's it's just got that kind of a gritty feel to it, man. Like it's it's the it's the drifter, the guy that's like the outlaw Josie Wales or something like that. You know, it's really good. When I first started watching it, I got a little bit worried because the first he's a, you know he's a bounty hunter is what it is, and his first yeah. bounty shows up, and instead of feeling like a like a Star Wars character, it's basically just this guy in a blue, you know, prosthetic makeup. But he's talking like he should be on the Orville versus like the Star Wars universe. There's no accent. It's just a guy that's just talking. It just didn't come off very well is what I'm getting at. So I got a little bit worried. And in my opinion, it started off a little bit slow. Like the first 10, 12 minutes is a little slow. But once you get past that, this thing kicks in and it's an awesome ride, man. There are some surprises in this one that I think that people that haven't seen it yet that are into Star Wars, it's going to kind of drop your jaw a little bit. And it makes me very curious where they're going to go with it. It's like the very last scene is what I'm talking about. But Taika Waititi plays IG-11 in this one. And he's another bounty hunter. He's a droid. I think most people know what I'm talking about if you're into Star Wars. But if you haven't, you'll see it soon. He's the droid bounty hunter in this. And I'm not going to give my thoughts on that because it's brand new still. But I just hope that they have an ulterior plan with this. Because something happened in this that made me go, really? Like, already? And I'll leave it at that. So The Mandalorian, I'm all about it. You can catch one more episode this week. They're releasing two this week. The next one comes out tomorrow, which will be Friday the 15th. And then, of course, it's going to be every Friday after that until the end of the year. So The Mandalorian, I will rate this one now. On a first episode watch, I'm going to go ahead and give this one a solid four out of five baby mysteries. I'll leave it at that. That's awesome, man. Um, People... I can't wait to hear your voicemails, your emails about what you think of Disney Plus, the people who have it. I'm very eager to hear what you think about these shows. I'm going to be watching at least The Mandalorian this week. Can't wait to check it out. Tell me what y'all think. Um, That's going to wrap it up so we can give this man a wonderful round of applause for his review. I think he sold a few subscriptions today. Um, Anyway. Disney owes me now. they, They owe you. Anyway, thank you so very much for listening on this amazing Thursday morning. We love you guys so very much. Can't wait to see you in Chicago. Are we going to Chicago, Dan? I'm going to Chicago. I don't know about you, (laughs) but I'm going to Chicago. You know what scared the piss out of me? What's that? You see that Chicago plane that ran off the the runway? (laughs) Now, why are you going to tell me this, Steve? (laughs) Yeah, no, because it was on the news. You watched the news. God, I watch a lot of news. Yeah, yeah, and it ran it. off the runway because of the ice. <laughs> it's okay. In we're Chicago. only going when it's sub-zero temperatures. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we're going to have to close Chicago's airport today. Speaking of C2E2, guys, if anyone out there is listening that's going to be at C2E2 or has been there before, and you have some tips for some California guys that really don't get out to those parts very much, please hit us up. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook. You can do it on Twitter, whatever. Of course, heroes of noise podcast at gmail.com, voicemail, whatever. Uh, I want you guys to give us some tips. What do we need to bring? We're talking about sub zero temperatures. Can we wear contact lenses? I heard that they freeze to your eyes. Where should I go hang out? What kind of food should I eat? All that stuff. That's what I want to know. So please hit us up and let us know. Now, Steve, before you go, I want to keep you on the mic for just one more second. Uh, serious thing. I didn't want to do this at the top of the show. I want to do it now. Would you mind? Please. So, guys, I thought I would save this for the very end because I didn't want to bring the show down. But if I could ask our listeners and our friends that are listening to the show 
to uh, throw some positive vibes my way, particularly my mother's way. Uh, my mom had a medical procedure this week and it didn't go quite as well as we wanted it to. And she's recovering, but there are some touchy situations that she has to get through. She has some real mountains that she has to climb before she's on the other side. So, you know, um, I've always kind of given my opinion about faith and things like that. So in any capacity that you can give it, positive thoughts, positive vibes, you know, positive energy, prayers, whatever you can from the, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, if you could just throw that my way, my mother's way, I would really appreciate it. I love this woman more than anything on the face of the earth. And I just want nothing but her, you know, the best healing that she can do. So I think you understand why I didn't put this at the top of the show, but if you could please do that for me as a listener of the show, I would so much appreciate it because she could really use all of that right now. <clears throat> Sorry, I probably sound like I'm starting to cry, but it's not that I'm just losing my voice. But uh, yeah, I love my mom. And if you guys could send some positive vibes her way, I would really appreciate it. Thank you very much. We're going to be sending all the positive vibes in the world, Jay. Thanks, man. All the positive vibes in the world. Thank you, sir. Um, so uh, with that said, we love you guys. We love Dan's mother. Can't wait to talk to everyone very, very soon. Hope we can make it to Chicago without falling out of the sky. <laughs> Love y'all. Peace out. The next voice you're going to hear is the dude himself. Dan the man. Peace out. Guys, thank you very much for listening to yet another episode. We are approaching the 90s now. We should have been there already, but it doesn't matter because we're going to be there in just a couple more episodes. We are fastly approaching our 100th episode. We can't thank you enough for supporting the show, uh, becoming patrons, sending kind words our way, reviews, all of that. It just means so much to us as two guys that just sit on the mic once a week and laugh our asses off for fun. It's, it's great, and we can't thank you enough. I've already said what I need to say. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I'm going to go ahead and save the rest of my voice. But for now, I will say my name is Dan Ramirez. That guy is Steve Hudson. We are what is known as the heroes of noise. We bid you adieu. Ladies and gentlemen, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. (laughs) 